Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. What's going on, family? Peace, peace. How y'all feeling this evening? Uh, Let's get into some power. Listen, I know it's late, you know, but these be the times you up and you having conversations with yourself. Let me take my little gold water before. Before the evening is out. Oh, man. I've been pondering and thinking lately, man. And I've uh, made some decisions. I don't have insomnia. I could uh, relax myself to sleep if I wanted to. So listen, you know, just deep reflecting and pondering my own mortality and thought process. And remember I told y'all that, you know, this is the year for really for you to clear out all your imperfections and your weaknesses. And so one of the things that is a reoccurring thing with me is like developing this this deep sense of empathy for others, being thoughtful, being caring, being less stubborn. You feel me? And just being open to the ideas um, of having the ability to improve as a human being. You understand me? Like, it's not easy, right? Especially as a leader and caring about other people so much that you really think about ways to improve their life and uh, ways to help others, right? But you can only help people as much as they are willing to 
uh, participate in the advice or information or knowledge that you have. And uh, for me, that's probably been like my lifelong experience, helping people the way that they want to be helped instead of the way that I can help them, right? Because you can have your visions, your ideas, your desires, your goals, and it can all be out of love, but none of that matters, right? Because people only take what they want. You feel me? And so having to have a level of mastery to where you include people and certain signs are better than this at others, right? If we want to talk about astrology and all of that other stuff. But certain signs of certain people or certain characteristics, upbringings, backgrounds, it just makes people more attuned to being pathetic on how they include people and, and teach a certain way. Me, I have a certain way. I have a certain mastery, a certain level of... Uh, Godliness, I ain't gonna say genius, just when it comes to the things that I do. And I think about and I observe other people and I'll be like, wow, do you want that power? People will say they do. People will have issues. People will not be living in, in a highest testimony of life. They might not have a, the, the, the material, right? The material world is one of those that you master first and then, or you can master last, whatever you want to, but it's one of those that should be an easy world to master, right? And I say easy, just in comparative of the amount of information that we're not given. So those who master the material world was like, yo, let me teach you this, this, this mastery of this material world. Because each individual is different. Like, for me, if I go grab some high spiritual conscious intellect information, because my nature is very strong-willed towards the earth, I always bring it down to be applicable. That's what happened when I went to trial and... That's what happened when, you know, I fought my cases, I built businesses, I go through heartaches. I'm that type of person, regardless it is, you won't be able to depend on me. But I'm not the type of individual that's used to having people to depend on. Very little. And I think that's hard in myself and others like me um, in conditions, in reality, to be great leaders for amongst masses, but probably not for one-on-one. And the reason I say one-on-one because in one-on-one situations, you give tough love because you think about the way that you got it and the way that you received it. And if you receive this tough love, then you feel like, oh, the instrument of tough love is what makes people better. It brings out their strengths, their characteristics. It allows them to grow and exceed their own expectations every single time. But because everybody is not attuned to those learning conditions, that level of reflection to even see that that tough love is love, they just see the toughness. And that toughness can be portrayed in many different ways. And you can even get caught up in teaching people your way to where, you know, um, perhaps the, you know, the, 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 you, you may win the battles in logic, but you win, you lose the hearts, right? And so, for me, I can win the battles of logic, right? That's my masculine. I can win the battles of logic all day. I'm a very logical, masterfully crafted individual. But I'm also, my name is 19 Keys. So I think about synchronistic observations, high level observations on deep levels, you know? And I can explain those and sometimes when you have the ability to explain something, it, 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 it takes away from the Genesee Quiet, it takes away from the feeling or the spiritual connectedness to it. 
right? But everything for me doesn't have to be explained. There's certain things you just feel. With masculine and feminine um, energies, the woman is the feeler. She feels in the conversation. A man tries to explain because that's where he finds his outlet. There is no um, closure for the man if he can't explain, if he can't understand. But the woman sometimes just wants that feminine energy. It just wants you to feel the connection of what she's feeling in that moment. And so even today, dealing with young men and women, you know, in the young woman, you may be talking sometimes directly to her masculine energy because she may be more embodied into that masculine. And being a leader, you have to discern people not based on even just being males and females. You have to discern when they're being masculine and when they're being feminine. See, somebody who's in their feminine, they want the masculine. Somebody who's in their masculine want the feminine, right? So the feminine, when you, you, you encounter someone who's in their feminine, then they just want to be felt. Everything got to be logic. It ain't got to be understood. You ain't got to make a point to them. You just empathize with them. I feel you. And when they can feel like, oh, you understand that emotion, you feel the connection to that as well, then they solid. But this goes towards males and females, unfortunately, today, right? So that requires a different level of leadership because leadership of the past can be militant, right? And in that militants, you can say, come under this restriction, right? And under this restriction, you follow these orders, you follow these guidelines, you follow these rules, and you will be a man today. We're going to make you out of man and we're going to give you the knowledge of self for you to build up that masculine energy. Well, young males don't have any structure. A lot of times their father is not even the greatest masculine figure, right? So therefore, they're lost without that correction as well. So when another man speaks to him in that representation and power, they feel offended like, oh, but you don't feel me though, right? You don't feel what I'm thinking, what I'm saying, you know, what I mean. And so that's where you get a disconnect between the younger and older generation as well. And that also happens with females or the feminine energies, right? You're speaking to a woman. Sometimes you can be too sensitive with her where you're, you know, baby, I feel you like you, 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 you get all of that into her. But really, sometimes she needs, you know, your logical disposition, right? She needs you to make a point. She needs you to know that you're a leader, that you know how to lead in a direction, that you understand the, the bigger vision that you can give her the solutions to the problems that she can feel comfortable and secure, right? And if you don't have that, then it's an issue. But then you got to also know when it's time to be, you know, soft natured. When it's time for you to, you to tap into those energies. So today in a very adrogynous world where people operate in this gender fluidity, Jumping in and out because they have not learned how to balance their energies to be the whole of one particular energy. Then that's where we find this uh, imbalance, right? Because it is not our nature. So even in our families, dysfunction. I study families, right? And other people's families. My family had, you know, dysfunctional features when we was very young and growing up and to this day. Right. So it wasn't until I got around other people's families and I was like, wait a minute. Y'all don't yell at each other like y'all like y'all nice, y'all thoughtful, y'all y'all caring, like y'all bringing each other gifts and like y'all listening to each other. Like I'm like, OK, you know, you didn't even know that you you grew up 
with dysfunction until you sing functional family. You seeing people operating with money and working with business and being like, oh, that's that's pops. I listen to pops. That's older brother. That's older sister. That's mom. We function and flow and, and, and we operate in that way. So sometimes you learn, you know, how to love your family from seeing another family love each other. Because you can't get that example. Because pops might not have had that example. He might not have had a father in the home, so he never learned how to be a father. He was a male that had children, and he was stern, and he was tough, and he was solid. So you looked at him like you a man, but he never knew how to operate in that tenderness and things of that nature. So... Therefore, that trickled down into how the boys and the daughters and everybody handled themselves in the family because that's what they knew as the reflection of what was considered to be love, right? So we missing, we missing the balance on how to deal with each other. You know, we, we, we missing the operation of how to love each other, you know, how to speak to each other. Me and my younger brother, Samad, Jack Hiller Classic. We got into it, right? It got to heavy words, right? Just because, you know, the energies was off when we connected. You know, you speak to a person, it don't, it don't connect right. Um, you know, you, just, you, you feel a level of disrespect and then, and sometimes that can be passive and then it can jump into aggression. And so one thing can trigger it, like a bomb. It just triggered it. And so... We ready to, you know, throw bows, but we grown men, so we know that shoot. I'm playing for keeps. Everybody playing for keeps. You feel me? It's dangerous for us at this stage in life to fight each other. And so me being at this high level, bruh being at his level, got to be a better way than that. So, you know, we speak. We get down to some roots of the situation. We hear each other out both sides. And by the end of it, man, we hug it out. Say, I love you, brother. I love you, brother. And the energy is felt. And so masculinity is diplomacy. Especially sometimes when you're around other people, you know, the observation of other eyes make it seem worse as well. Right. And, and you have to learn how to deal with that person as if nobody else is in the room. But also remind yourself that other people are in the room and it can be sensitive. You say, you move, you do or you say certain things. And also that sometimes people get mad at you for saying things because they respect you. And that certain words hit harder coming from you than other people. You know, that like a person might think over that and reflect it. And it may seem small to you, but nah, they, they, they respect you. So those words are going to hit harder. They want to know that you don't really mean that. You understand me? And they fight you to, 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 to get that feeling off. So, like, we have to learn diplomacy on how to deal with each other. Somebody got to always be the bigger person. Me, as they say, a Taurus, right? They say I have an inclination for stubbornness. And I absolutely do. Now, I'm not knowing if that's for my astrological sign or that's just a condition of being hard and growing up in the hoods of America. And being independent, self-made, and, you know, uh, being in opposition to those who said I couldn't do something. And doing it anyway. And seeing people that I looked up to fail time and time again and not wanting to be that failure for anybody who looked up to me. 
So you, you, you grow that harder disposition in life on how you move. You feel me? And there's a certain point in life where you, you can get to a point where, yes, you're stubborn in your ways because they got you to where you are. But it comes to a point where you get blocked because you that stubborn and they ain't going to get you nowhere further. Yeah, your ways can be the most genuine, um, greatest ways on the planet Earth. You could have built a billion dollar business, right? That's logic. That's why you say you can win the, the battles of logic, but you're going to lose the war of the heart, right? That's when you have to learn to go to another level. Now, that's different. When you can go to that other level to where you can learn how to calm the fire of that stubbornness and to compromise so that you can move forward. Because sometimes, you know, it's, you can be ice. You can be a block of ice. You can be hard. You can be tough. You can be cold. Right. But sometimes you need to be steam. Right. You need to flow. You need to move so that you can move into another door. Right. Sometimes you need to be water. So you have to know at what points in time how to change, you know, that emotional composition that you made up. And that comes with emotional experience. You understand me? Emotional experience ain't something that most men have. I mean, keep it a buck, right? Women have greater emotional experience because you deal in the emotional realm. You, you feel things where men will... You know what? I ain't got time for that shit. I'm going to go handle this business. I ain't got time to be feeling like that. I'm thinking about that right now. So, yes, we have emotions all the time. But instead of going through the full range and understanding what that emotion is, why that emotion is, what does it feel, let me feel all of this. We say, man, I ain't got time for all that shit. I got a business to build. I got money to get. I got people to help. I got a world to change and things to say. So, fuck all that. You feel me? And it's a great ability when you do need to focus right on other things and so yeah you got you can cut that off right but see that lack of emotional experience when you do have to deal with an emotion now you don't have any experience there so it's different than emotional intelligence talking about emotional experience so you know, you can't ignore, as a man, you can't ignore what you feel, right? Because that's who you are, and it speaks to you for a particular reason. You feel things for a reason. And the more you understand why, that feeling, right? What is that feeling? That's that frequency. That's that universal connection that you have to all things that you are connected to. And if you can understand that, you start to know yourself on a level that you you never knew. And you can start correcting the small things that make you a better person in ways that you can't even see. And to other people are close around you and they're like, wait a minute. You, you got all these great things going on about you, but there's one aspect about you that shouldn't be there. And you don't see it. Like, you know, you could be 10 times better if you fix this one thing. You understand me? But... Because you don't have experience in understanding that, then you can't do it. So women and people that are femininely connected, they have that experience. Now, I'm going to tell you this. It's better to get that from a woman. Men do not take feminine and emotional advice from men. Right? Because you want to hear logic from the man. 
right? You want to hear somebody that can sharpen you, right? But the man not supposed to nurture you. That's the woman's job. She nurtures that, right? So when you get that from a woman, then it's taken, right? And it's received and it's appreciated. But from a man to give the feminine advice to another man, nah, it's met with rebellion and, and repulsion. It's like, nah, bro, I want to hear you say some logical shit. I want to hear you talk to me about that. You understand me? So, no, it's not. When we talk about a man being emotional and we talk about that being feminine, it's not a weak thing. It's just not the energy we want to hear from that entity. Right? It's not. That's not the energy we want to hear from that entity. Like, bro, let's talk about business and taking over the world and, and godly things on how we're going to build on this science as far as how we go, you know. Uh, uh, put ourselves in a position so our babies can enjoy just tapping in and living and not having to deal with the cyphers that we do in the destruction world that we deal with. Like, that's what we would rather do, right? Because we at war. You feel me? So, at night, meditate with your woman. But during the day, you understand me? Cypher and battle and, and, and strategize with your brother. There's a, there's a sun, moon, and stars. The OG was telling us earlier, we went to go visit some land. Because we was visiting some land and, you know, we surveying the land. Because right now, I told y'all earlier, we're on a land tour. Figuring out land to buy and what we're going to do with the land development. And uh, he was explaining, of course, the Ethiopian calendar. He said, well, you, don't you know what was the first calendar in the world, right? And everybody took a little guess. And he was like, well, you know, how many moons... Is in a calendar year. Yeah. Me already knowing 13, right? It's 13 moons in a calendar year. Well, he said, well, how did they know what time of the year it was? He said, well, how many days are in a cycle of the moon? 28. So he said, well, what was the first calendar? A woman. A woman's period was the first calendar. You could tell what time it was based on where the woman was, right? She get her period, you know what time of the month it was. And at some point in time, you know, uh, white patriarchal intellect changed time, literally. The Caesar, the, the Julius Caesar calendar, right? And then by the papal bull, which is by the Roman church, which is ruled by the Pope, decided to change it to the Gregorian calendar because he wanted it to be 12 months. He said that was the closest, the 365. And then he got everybody else on this calendar right so everybody jumped on the gregorian calendar after a while they literally controlled time but whose time man's time so i mean a person can make your time they control your time so we literally in real life we living in a mind they intellect right sad because in reality in ethiopia based on the calendar given that it has more moons you understand me? That it's actually 2012. Aligned with the Mayan calendar, which what they said to be the end of the world. Now, end of what world? Whose world? They world, not ours. Not the world. And so, they regard the man and the boy, but they didn't regard the woman, which is why their paradigm is always in disarray. Because they didn't got no balance. There's no masculine and feminine balance. Any time that you don't regard the feminine Within the masculine, what did they only regard what? The sun. What about the moon? What about them 13 months? That old calendar. 
So you got to understand the type of world that we live in there. Now, by the doctrine of discovery, the Pope claimed stake to all of the earth, basically, that if they've been there first, not even first, because they look at they went to the Americas, right? And they seen that the native people wasn't developing on their land. And because they came with their troops, then that means they came with their laws. And since they stepped foot on that land, that their law is the law of the land, which means that they discovered this land uninhabited. Right. So now the doctrine of discovery says that they own it if they discovered it. So that even in America, everything was granted to America under this doctrine of discovery because the original owners Right. We're the Pope. So you have to understand the type of world that we live in and it still runs off this type of paperwork. Now. Do we continue to live in this world? How do we break the change? How do we get out of the matrix that we in? Now, most of you all have heard of straw men and bonds and, and a multitude of things. Right. But not everybody understands the process of it, whether it's a spiritual bondage right or it's a, a papyrus bondage right most people don't know what the imf is the international monetary fund and how they're connected to the un and you know how they're connected to um social security and a multitude of different things there's so many layers to this world that we've yet to uncover but see no matter how much we uncover about this world how much of our status that we correct, what words we use to describe ourselves without there being balance and our world is doomed to fail just like theirs. That we can build up and get gold and land and build businesses and, and do trade and have armies, right? But if we don't have balance between the masculine and feminine, it falls like every other world that's come into play. See, that's where we work on ourselves at. That's how you create the greatest generation that ever lived is by working on yourself while you alive, which rewrites your DNA for the seeds that you have so it produces a better generation. And that generation is no longer working on getting rid of the generational curses. They the ones that's blessed to be without them. They the ones that's blessed to be without them. So there's some of us that I got to make a sacrifice. Some of us make the sacrifice to not be able to feel because we be in our logic all day trying to figure out ways to help our people out. And whether you know it or not, it's a deep sacrifice. You may see people with money, cars, clothes, multitude of different things but they spiritually stressed out spiritually stressed out because they have spiritual financial issues not monetary they good with the money side but spiritually they stressed out because they wrestle what they sold because they never dealt with none of their problems right so that's why i say become a spiritual billionaire see if the way that the energy of what we call money comes to you in the form of you helping others then it doesn't come with a debt or a bondage joint. Nah, it comes with reciprocal energy. It comes with bliss, it comes with a blessing. So it's not heavy on you, right? 
Well, see, if you don't make your money off of, if you don't live your life, because money is just, you know, money, like, what you spend your money on is what you spend your life on, right? What I mean by that is that we spend our time for money, and then we spend our money for what? And our time is our life. It's our, it's our measurement of motion, right? It's our thoughts, our ideas. It's our legacy. So if I'm spending all my time to get money and then I spend my money on something that's not valuable, what am I doing with my life? Everybody ain't got time to think about that. Shit, we just got a little money. Most people don't think about legacy or what they're going to do with their time. They're just happy that they got out the last condition. If you was in hell, and okay, imagine the, the Christian hell fire, right? Not that I believe in that. Is that, you know, if somebody turned off the fire, you'd be happy. Like, shit. I'm still in hell, but the fire's off. I can deal with the rest of the conditions. That's how we are when we get ahead sometimes. We still in hell, but, you know, somebody didn't turn down the heat. And so we appreciative of that aspect of it. But not that we really trying to get out of it at this point. So our goal is to never be satisfied with the status quo. Our goal is to build the heaven. Why? Because if you're satisfied being in hell, because you've changed conditions in hell, then that means your child will be born in hell as well. And the future generation is going to be born comfortable in hell. So our goal is to get so far ahead to where we have the ability to create money, good homes, friendships of all walks of life. You understand me? We build a family business with functional communication and understanding and development. Right? Money is a thing of the past because we just understand how the system operates and moves and works. Debt. We don't even worry about that no more because we know how to operate within this credit debit system. We understand credit debt cycles. We've been around the trickster of all the trickiest individuals on the planet Earth. This white man in America. And if we studied him, then we damn sure ain't going backwards because ain't nobody more trickier than him. The Chinese learn from him. Hitler learned from him. Everybody's learned from that man that keeps you down. So that means that we have the ability, right, to be the greatest students on the planet Earth. Which means that we can be the greatest teachers. Which means we learn the greatest lessons and we can execute on the knowledge that we now have. If you go backwards at this point, you lost. Right? So full steam ahead. So while we focus from, we go from paradigm shifting, spiritual consciousness, synchronicity. We break down so much as young leaders. But what we do is we find what do the people need right now. So in a time of a recession, what do we do? Man, we said, look, black people in America go starve. And we got the worst debt. And we at the bottom. Right? So the biggest decrease in spending came from the middle class. And then there becomes a trickle effect. The economy gets worse, the world gets worse, and ain't nobody care about you or your family. You just become a number on a board that they throw up U.S. labor statistics. Look, this is what happened in 2019. This many people died, this many people got evicted, this many people need a job. And in every four years, it's a cycle. 
presidential election. Things getting worse. Fear break out. Campaigns. The world seems like it's worse and worse and you just need a savior. So the campaign of let's just vote. Keep hope alive in the next candidate. Even though they're not going to be a better candidate. But they're going to be a cooler version of hell. And it keeps you comfortable in hell for another four years and another four years. That's why we say family business is the most dangerous business. See, it ain't about individualism and family business. It's a sacrifice we do for the family name. You know, there was a time where people, and still to this day, they have crest and logos in a family name, right? And different sides represent different values that they put up in this crest. And a family, based on them being part of the family, said we're going to work to uphold the values, the vision, and the mission of this crest. This is our family crest. This is our mission. This is our vision. And the people born in that family understand that because they're bred it with that vision. So all of them take a part into producing that vision and they become dangerous as hell. Right now, you get to wondering, how did the Rothschilds and Rockefellers and Waltons and all these white families of the world have their their offspring continue the mission and the vision that they have? Like, yo, that's a long time for the children to still be running a business the same way as their great, 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 great grandparents. But see, that's when we talk about having knowledge to pass down, having a mission, vision. Right? You ain't got no mission, no vision. What's your principles? What's your values? So creating that in the family allows them to have a certain direction that they move towards. And without it, you lost because there's no compass. That means your family could become anything without direction. Without direction. So family business is the most dangerous of it all. Every black family should own land. Every black family should have gold. Every black family should have a product. Every black family should have a corporation. Every black family should have a non-profit. Every black family should evade legally the obligation to pay taxes to a system, understanding that we already paid our debts 10 times fold. Every black family should meditate together, should pray together, right? Every black family should have dinner a few times a month. Why? Dinner builds connection. You get to know each other, struggles, problems, ideas, visions, missions, principles. You understand each other's feelings and emotions. So now you care about each other. But we become strangers to people only connected by blood. Yet we have expectations of people that we don't know at all. So, yeah, man, there's a lot that we got to do to restore order. Can't have ex We have false expectations of people we don't even know. If I ain't seen my brother in a while, we got to catch up. I got to know who you are now because you done lived a whole life that I ain't know nothing about. You done had girlfriends. You done had breakups. You done had pitfalls, windfalls, a bunch of different things. I don't know nothing about. So let's get to know each other again. Now we can connect with each other. But see, we take too many things for granted and we create too many false expectations. We often say, I love all black people. I never believe nobody would say that. I don't. 
I think we like the idea of loving all black people because we feel like we're a better person if we love all black people. But that's not a reality. How can you love someone you don't know? You don't know all black people. The idea of it I get, like, right? You, you love the idea of all black people. You feel like you spiritually connected to all melanated original people on this planet Earth. But if you loved them, then you would do more to get to know them so you can appreciate who they are. And that builds an interconnectedness. That builds this family unit. You, that means that you model your world around that. But see, the world that we live in is not modeled. It's round around capitalism, not family. And modeling a world around family, the family's vision, mission, and values is different than living in a world that's modeled around capitalism. Capitalism takes your nine to five, five to nine, and you work your world around that. Your paycheck schedules, write your bills, your taxes, the things that I do. You're moving around that. You, you're born and your life is already preset to conditions based on capitalism. Not based on life. Not based on nature. For surely. So, once you step off that model and you get you a little what they consider to be financial freedom, then you step off their time. See, entrepreneurs live on their own time. They live based on their ideas and they share their, their mental abilities with the world and they exchange that. I'm one of the greatest thought conceptualizers on the planet Earth. The way I can conceptualize wisdom, that's my gift. That ain't egotistical, that's just who I know I am. There gotta be certain parts of you where you know who you are. See, people can't exploit you when you know who you are. See, you can be working at a grocery store as a bag boy, but you know you a God, then you know this ain't your final step. The God is just bagging for now because he's utilizing that as a client. So you can't be exploited to be stuck in that position. You also know your value. So if you need to audit them so that they can pay you based on what your worth is, you allow yourself to be manipulated. You just learning and you continue to move upward in life. But see, if you think that position that you're in is who you are and you start to grade yourself by things like it starts in school. We grade ourselves by the stickers the teachers give us, by our peers and how they treat us, by the grades that we get, and then by the people who say that they're attracted or not attracted to us. And it starts to set up these mountains of insecurities where we can't see ourselves for who we are. We see ourselves for how the world treats us. So we look for rewards, gifts, awards. Rewards, gifts, awards are the biggest traps in the world. Because we need something outside of self to validate that God within. And see, that's when you stop listening to that God. Because that God within be like, nah, go do this, go do that. We got this. And you be like, nah, so-and-so didn't like it. I don't think this is a good idea. Where the fuck that come from? Self-doubt don't come from within. It come from outside. And you accept it and you let it in like COVID-19. I think it was uh, Marcus Aurelius. He was a general, stoic. He went through 19-year war, but I think he lost a few children. But he just, he was a type of person that would go through it, wasn't complaining. He would deal with the emotion of it, and he'd keep on moving. Still fighting the battle and fighting the war, right? And he said, how the fuck we love ourselves? I think his people love themselves so much, but they care about the opinions of others more. Don't make no sense. 
You feel me? So once you start to validate yourself and you no longer looking for anything outside of self, you operate on a whole different ability. Every thought you have is is genuine. Every thought you have is original. It's genius, even though genius is a cheap word, especially because we being gods, right? That's cheap. It's like, yo, everything's solid. I ain't never had a bad idea, and I don't never need none of my ideas to be validated. And so you just jump and move without permission. But then I'm like, Muhammad said, we y'all look like, you know what I mean, being free. I done beg for freedom, right? You don't fall for freedom, and then once you get it, you begging somebody to do for you for what you can do for self. Come on now, black people got to stop begging, man. My pop said it right. He said we shouldn't even worry about presidents and police and the military when we know our enemy. You don't worry about things you know. You ever seen... The guys that like to deal with the animals and they be so confident dealing with these dangerous animals. But they ain't got the fear because they're not ignorant of them. But on some of them, they cautious. They like, no, I'm not going to get too close to this snake, right? Because that won't bite me and it's poisonous. But they still deal with it. They just deal with it in a different manner, right? And see, the more knowledge and the more awareness that you have, the less fear you have. Because fear comes from ignorance. It comes from not knowing the outcome. Not knowing your enemy. But if we know the police, then we should know how to deal with them. If we know that they're devils, we know the presidents, all, every single last one of them are devils. Then we should know how to deal and how to move and how to operate in this country. But here we are, still acting like we ain't never met a devil before in our lives. Shouldn't we be the most experienced people? We should be the most experienced people on the planet Earth. Because we deal with them so much. We be like, man, oh, don't worry about this. I'm a man. I deal with racism all the time. I got this. Hey, y'all chill about I got this. Watch me. I'm going to take this one. Hey, I got this. Shoot, hey, it ain't nothing. Just another day. We should be masters. Yet, we still complaining instead of training. And what we say, training, one of the definitions of training, what? It means to qualify oneself. So because we've been playing instead of training this entire time, that's why you keep getting off car. And that means that you ain't teaching yourself or your children the right things because you want to act like it don't exist instead of prepare you for what is. Black poverty exists. Yeah. The issues exist. The problems between black women and, and black men exist. The lack of protection, the, the, the securities, right? The history in America, it all exists. It ain't going nowhere. We know it exists. So why haven't we trained for it and dealt with it? The food insecurities. We live in food deserts all across America. How come we haven't started building food bodegas? Can you blame anybody but us? Yes, we can go look and say, well, they created it. They put the conditions there, but we are experts at it because we live in the conditions. Mm. So whose fault is it now? I'm just saying, if I come to your house and I make a mess, I throw everything around and I come back a year later 
and your house is still dirty, you gonna blame me? No, your house is dirty because of you. Because the last 12 months, you ain't cleaned it up. You had plenty of time to clean it up. You know I made a mess. And you knew I was coming back to make another one, but you let me in anyway. That's how black America is. So, that's why we focus on solutions. That's why we focus on the wealth standard. That's why we teach real skills that puts the responsibility in the hands of people who say they want to contain, they change their condition. You say, okay, you want to change your condition? You want a better life for your children, for yourself, right? All right, cool, we'll teach you a skill, but you got to be disciplined enough to sit down there and learn this. If you learn this skill, then you'll learn how to get money. If you learn this skill, you have the financial intelligence to learn how to manage yourself. Well, if you, if you take to these particular classes, when a crash comes, don't even worry about it. You're going to be covered because you're going to set yourself up in a certain way. I don't worry about it. We'll give you a certain mindset. We'll give you the knowledge on this. You don't know how to market your business. Don't even worry about it. We're going to put that in there as well. But guess what? It ain't candy that you, you drop in your mouth. It ain't a drug that you, you bite on and all of a sudden you experience this change. No, nah, it requires you to read. It requires you to learn. It requires you to study, to research. And see, the biggest problem we have is our lack of discipline. We don't want to be a disciple. And so when we got that problem of accountability, as my sister say, and discipline, that's our problem. It's not that the solutions don't exist. The solutions all around us. Come on now. Even cats in the hood, right? I remember being in the block. I'm talking to the homie. He called me from jail all the time, right? It's like my brother, right? And we talk about it. And the cats that we grew up with on the streets. Drugs got him. They own social security benefits. One of them married this 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 Albanian like white girl, and he changed his persona up. He thought he had to change the way he speak, who he was. He was still young, just almost like high school, like getting to college or something. But because he was so scared of the streets, it drove him in this square ass position, and now depressed and he drinking too much. Other partner, of course, in jail. The other one is dead. Like, a few of them is dead. Maybe about four of them. And so it's like, shit, I'm the last one standing. The other ones, they depressed. They stuck in the street cycle. Don't know how to get it out. One brother snitched on somebody. He's stuck in that cycle. So I do it for those, man. I do it because... I grew up with individuals that damn near didn't have a choice. And when I say didn't have a choice, doesn't mean that they don't have free will. But I mean that the streets ate them up as soon as they jumped off that porch. And they ain't have somebody that was a 19 keys and they like feeding them some information and be like, bro, let me let me give you a, a, a another way. Let me not just tell you not to do it. Right, because I was there with you. I did all of that. I didn't have my cases. I didn't. I didn't bust my moves. Nah. Right. So my bro, I, I put money on his books. Send him books. The whole nine. Right. Just put some money on my older brother books. But I know for a fact that, you know, some people go through lessons so other people can learn from them. And that. Some people make choices and then other people have no choice.
And by no choice, I mean that the mass amount of influence that they have impressing them in the wrong direction. And I know for a fact that it's a vast amount of young people that made the wrong choice at the wrong time and got caught. It's not that the person that didn't get caught is better than them at all. Because there's plenty of us who done did the same thing, were just lucky enough to get away with it and learn your lesson before you got caught. So some of them got stuck in a cycle. Some of them caught depression at the wrong moment and tried a drug. Some of them was maybe just born in a family. So my level of empathy definitely goes out with the streets. And I keep that as a background always in my head on why I do this. Because I know I get the reports back. They tap in. Man, I seen Cali. They used to call me Cali in the streets. Right? With a K. Man, he doing this, that, or the third. You feel me? I love what he doing. He, he on this now. He on that now. What Nipsey say? To inspire is the highest act. So we inspire. We inform. So, yeah, man. Unfortunately, that's the reality. And that always goes back to family. Because I can promise you. Some of them had fathers, had mothers. But them streets is a different kind of parent. See, the streets raise you more than your parents will. Because you spend so much time in the streets, you spend more time listening to them than you do your own household. And the parents may spend so much time watching TV, they never raise their children when they are in the house. So much time at work, because they got to pay their bills that they still could barely afford. They don't have time to pay attention to their own child. So yeah, they're not bad parents, but they're not attentive. They're not growing them. They're not raising them. That's not a real family structure. Why? Because all of us is trying to survive. The mother, the father, the child, the teacher. Everybody's just trying to survive and nobody's thriving and nobody's growing. And in those conditions, everybody dies one way or another. There's no life in that. So you find life with knowledge itself. You find life in inspiration. You find life in light and figuring out other ways, skills that you can utilize. And knowledge that was never taught, was never brought to you. And you say, you know what? It's time for me to utilize that information. Why? Because I've seen somebody just like me do it. You ain't got to change who you are. You ain't got to take on another voice and let me speak like this and let me become a, a corporate. And Nah, you can still be yourself. You can be real. You understand me? You can make your money. You can have the intelligence. Right? You can break the generational curses. And the young guys, we live in proof of that. Living proof of it. No degrees, just made it out the streets. Got the keys. Just worked on it. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Cats be getting them degrees. I got my master's degree from the University of... Man, nobody care about all that. I remember sitting in a room. And it was a bunch of lawyers. And uh, maybe they was having like their little meeting or whatever. So I sat in there. I listened to them. Intelligent people. And um, one second, y'all. Grab some water. They had to sit after their meeting 
bro introduced me to some of them, like this 19 key, he doing so and so. And they start asking me questions on how they can make money. Because I'm listening to how they dialogue as far as how they come together and how they, you know, can't really come up with too many original ideas to brainstorm on. And it was interesting because at one point in time, I looked up to the career choice of a lawyer, right? Like, oh, man, these people make money. They got things together. Man, these, these brothers and sisters were in debt trying to figure out another way to make money. They side hustle. And I'm like, damn. And they like, shit, what school you go to? School? I didn't even entertain that question. I'm like, look, let me give y'all some advice on how y'all can do this real quick. And they listened attentively. And they did a whole consultation afterwards. And then you realize that, yo, the real value was within. The real value the whole time was the mindset. The real value was thinking unlike everybody else because then you can teach them how to think abstract. But when you go to school, you learn one path, you learn one way. So it was hard for them to jump into that creative. So when it was time for them to have a great amount of productivity, they were good at one particular thing, but they couldn't see outside the box. And because they were dealing with each other, they were just bouncing the same ideas back and forth because they just like each other. And that's what happens all across America. Some of our, what we consider to be our brightest minds, because they're lawyers, doctors, right? These things of that nature. They don't have a lot of creativity and a lot of life they live in. Some of them be sad, but the greatest thing they hold on to is that title because they took four to eight years to go get it. They took 12, they, 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 they went through all of this time and all this debt, and that's what they live their life on. But they missing so much because they watching other people Get appreciation and accolades that they had never get in life. And they feel like they robbed themselves and they wasted their time. So not even I don't just do it for the brothers in the streets as well. I do it for them. That found a way to make it out the streets was utilizing that career path that they well standard. And now here we are 2020 where it just seems like none of that shit matters. The thought leaders seem to be the guys that's rising above all. So we say, nah, all right. We got the game for y'all too. <laughs> got the game for y'all too. Don't even worry about it. Everybody gets this because this is about my people. Listen, let me put this up here. You're not in the well standard. You understand me? Text wealth. Text wealth right there. Breath say a bum told me how to tie my shoes. Listen, one of the greatest pieces of advice I ever got from somebody that I don't even really respect like that. Said that anybody can teach you anything. And it hit so hard because right after I heard him say that, I went outside and we went to, uh, we was uh, at the bus station, me and my older brother. And this other gentleman who looks like he was a homeless character, he said, he gave me some advice that I'll never forget. And it was solid and it just connected that. And I always remembered that every single living person on this planet Earth, they got at least one thing that they can teach you. Might not be what they're trying to teach you, but you got to observe to see what's the value and what's to be learned. And that's how I go about dealing with people. That maybe the lesson that you're trying to teach me is not what I'm going to get from it, but I'm willing to sit there and listen 
and see what I can get from you. Because I know for a fact that everybody has something they can teach you. Because everybody's original. So listen, I appreciate y'all for tapping in. Mr. Darby, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Darby, I had to get me one of these. This was a gift, actually. But it was a great gift because, you know, it was something that I definitely wanted. And I just moved into a new spot, so I was going to get a road. So it was thoughtful. You understand me? Make sure y'all tap in. The next web standing will be this weekend. Powerful information. I will be in Houston on the 24th as well. I'll be in Miami on the 25th through 27th. Link of the bio for Miami. Um, go down my timeline and see the information for Houston. I didn't save this, so this transmission won't be saved. And I'm not about to save my, my road vibes on there like that. You feel me? This was just for late night creation. You feel me? So if you tapped in and you got that information and you got that download and you got some value from it, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I'm out, though. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.